Hey, this is Mary Christopher. This is Sunday, February the 14th, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Here in Central Texas, uh, the temperature has climbed to 21 degrees, and I fed the birds this morning. Going to have to do it again, um, <laughs> and I've been pouring boiling water in the bird bath to keep the water so it's not frozen, keep it liquid. Um, there's one tiny hole left, and the birds are um, able to get a drink from that. So as soon as I finish this podcast, i got to go out and pour some more boiling water on the birdbath. I put some hot stones in there, but they didn't stay hot very long. So that was an experiment. Anyway, we're as you can guess here in central texas we are not used to this kind of cold so this is a major a major adjustment for it well and i have friends in colorado and and one friend um his thermometer his outdoor thermometer was uh minus six this morning so i probably don't have a lot to um complain about. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're warm and safe and um, able to do whatever you need to do today or in this week. One thing I wanted to talk about today is about being or getting discouraged. And it's easy to do. And one of the situations that can foster that feeling for us is when there are so many things that we are not able to control. So, for instance, the weather, right? The weather. Too hot, too cold, too much rain, not enough rain. Um, I have friends who live in upstate New York. They, um, last week they got three feet of snow, which piled up all over, and I got a picture of what their back porch looked like. And they're going to get maybe another foot this week. So we can't always do much about the weather, especially when it goes to extremes. Politics. Now there's a fun topic that it just seems like there's not a lot we can do. There, There are things we can do, like vote. We can vote. We can write letters, we can send postcards, um, and we can avoid getting into confrontations with friends and family. (laughs) Um, That's always a good thing. 
And then, of course, the virus. Just, just, right, just as we are beginning to feel like we might be getting everything under control, all these variants, these different strains that have mutated off the original virus are circulating around the globe. So, yes, there is a lot that we can't, there seems to be a lot that we can't control. But actually, there is a lot we can control. And most of it has to do with how we think about things, how we respond to what's going on around us. That we can control. Even if someone else is unkind or thoughtless or says something that, you know, is hurtful, um, we don't have to let that in to our hearts. And this is one of the things we work on in meditation class a lot. If, if we are centered like within our own body, if we are centered and calm and at peace, then the energy field that is us, right, that energy field that is primarily the result of our heart, that is protective. Now you might think that if our heart is expanded, then we'd be more vulnerable or more sensitive. And that can be true. But it also means that we're more coherent. And the important thing to remember is that the more positive, the more coherent the the stronger our field is the, the more compassion we have for ourselves the stronger we are so in reality there is a lot that we have control over and we do have the freedom of choice so if you're going through the day and you catch yourself feeling discouraged or, well, like you listen to the news. Let's say you listen to the news going to work. And it's, most of it's sort of depressing or distressing. Um, You have a choice. You can put, you can listen to another station you can listen to a podcast. <laughs> you can listen to music. You can listen to somebody who's funny, like a comedian. And comedians are so good because they get us to laugh at ourselves and they get us to laugh about being human. And they get us to laugh at all these challenges and difficulties and the things that you know, drive us as humans a little crazy. So we have a lot of choice. And if you don't 
if you find yourself someplace and you can't turn off the sound or you can't change the environment, take a deep breath and get yourself centered. And maybe you have a mantra that you use. That's a perfect time. Or maybe you have a song that you you learned when you were growing up or something you learned from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s, right? And you can sing to yourself. But mostly the important thing is to catch it when you begin to feel discouraged and say to yourself, I'm not going down that track. I'm not getting in that car, that truck of discouragement and driving it down the road. I'm staying with me. I'm staying with my faith or I'm staying with my belief in the beauty, in the amazing orderliness of creation. So that takes us to another point, which is it's important for us to know what we have faith in. For some people, it's faith in God. For some other people, it's their faith tends to be more in in the movement and the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you're a member of Islam, your faith is in Allah. If you're a Jesus person, you're, you've got your faith in Jesus. Um, I was born on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and my family was not Catholic, but I, I, one of our family friends brought me a little medal from Mexico um, that had Our Lady of Guadalupe on it, and I have always treasured that, and I've always known from just from getting that little medal and learning about Our Lady of Guadalupe that she was looking after me. It's just something I know. Or your your faith may be primarily in angels. So it's it helps. It really does help to know where you're putting your faith. And like on a very deep level. So some people have a lot of faith. Um in Ford trucks. Other people have a lot of faith in Chevy trucks. So that's one kind of faith, right? Um, and the faith I'm talking about is the, the faith in the unseen part of creation. One of my teachers used to say, frequently he would say, he would look at us over this would be in a class, and he would look at us over his glasses and 
sort of pause and he would say to us, there's more to the unseen than there is to the seen. And we would all nod like, right, 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 right. But as humans, as human beings, we have to deal with what is seen. Like 90% or more of, the, of our waking hours. We have to deal with <laughs> temperatures and snow and ice and, and cars and trucks and food and... You know, all those things that keep body and soul together. So we can't neglect that. But there is more happening in the unseen than there is in the seen. And one way that I like to think about it is that everything that is in the seen, tangible world emerged from the unseen. So in other words, um, the Wright brothers, along with Leonardo da Vinci, had an idea that humans could fly. And it wasn't just an idea. They were longing to fly. And the Wright brothers spent years trying to figure out how to get something that's heavier than the air to stay up in the air. So, in other words, everything that appears or manifests in the material world, in the world of time and space, comes out of the unseen. So, that, that tells us that there is tremendous power and activity and intelligence in the entire universe. in the entire universe. And that universe works according to certain laws and, and uh, certain natural or scientific laws. And, of course, science has made so many great discoveries and we're beginning to understand more and more and more about how creation works and how we work and how how much our bodies actually respond to love and care and our good thinking and our our trust our faith okay so dis being discouraged feeling discouraged uh can be the result of listening to too much news. So I'm very careful about that. Or listening to somebody you know 
who um, is completely discouraged or very negative or just so down that they can't they can't see possibilities. I have a friend um, who doesn't like his job. He's a young guy, and um, <laughs> anytime I ask him how he is, he says things like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, wish I had another job. Oh, right? My nothing's right, right? Just nothing is right. And he reminds me of Eeyore from the the um, Christopher Wren Pooh stories. And poor Eeyore, Eeyore is so depressed. I mean, he, and it's funny. In the stories, it's funny. It's not funny for people who are actually that depressed. It's not fun. It's not funny. And it's a real struggle. And it's really hard. So I'm I'm not trying to make light of it at all. But my dear friend does not know how to use his choice, his words, to pull himself a little bit out of that depression. So when I do see him, I, I try to do things that will, at the very least right? At the very least, bring a smile. I just try to get him to smile a little bit. And slowly, slowly, we're, we're getting there, right? We're getting there. But he, he kind of makes his situation worse by continually saying that Everything is terrible, and he's so tired, and he hates this, and he hates that. And so it makes me think that he grew up with people who talked like that. Then I have another friend who, uh, every time you, you ask him, anytime you see him, and ask him how he is, he says, I am so blessed. Every time. And he means it. I mean, he's. this is not a, a flippant kind of remark. He means it. And he was, last Sunday, he was in an automobile wreck. He has good reflexes uh, and good responsive car. And he did get hit, but he managed, it, uh, someone ran the red light. He was not in the wrong. They ran the red light. And his car was hit on the back in the area of the of the wheel in the back on the passenger side and he walked away from it I mean his car was totaled um, but he he walked away and so <laughs> when when I saw him I said how are you and he said I am so blessed I walked away from what could have been a disaster. If if he if the car had hit him, you know, brought completely broadside, he could have been killed. So and and he's not a person to 
um, pay a lot of attention to what could have been, right? So, he just keeps saying, I am so blessed. So, my point is we have choices about how we think, about what we let in to our heart, what we let come into our ears. So, um, another way to work with that is if somebody asks you something um, and and you're not sure, like it's a negative or kind of whatever kind of question, you don't have to accept the premise of the question. You don't have to um, accept their premise of what they're asking you. I can't think of a good example right off the top of my head. But some people ask leading questions that, that can be hurtful or negative, and you just don't accept the premise. And you just find a way to flip it or take it to another place. So we are in control, whether we really understand it or not, we're in control of what we think about. We're in control of our choices. We are. And the more that we work with that, the more that we build on that, the better we get at filtering. We're, we're filtering. We're consciously filtering what we hear, what we see, what we accept as being true. And when we do that, we don't get on that train or that road or that track of negative or discouraged or whiny, <laughs> whiny uh, consciousness or thinking. It's up to us. And that's when, when we, and I know you know this. I mean, I know you do. I'm just, this is just a reminder. So there is something we can do and it works. It works. So let's do uh, something a little different today. Uh, it's a standing, it's a kind of standing meditation. And it's something you can do if you're waiting in line somewhere with your mask on, of course. Um, or you're just somewhere where you're having to wait and stand. Or you're just someplace where you have to stand for a while. Okay? So, and it's also good practice to occasionally do a standing meditation because it will strengthen your your legs and your uh, your tummy muscles, and it also helps your balance. And if you're not comfortable doing a standing meditation, then just just stay you know stay seated or you know be on the floor, whatever 
works best for you. Okay, so what we're going to do, I'm going to stand up and uh, wiggle around a little bit. And relax. Take some deep breaths. Oh. Ah. Okay, stretch. Then we're going to put our feet just about shoulder width apart with our feet facing front, okay? And then slightly flex your knees like you were riding a horse or um, you were getting ready to sit down. Just slightly flex. And then bring your attention to your feet. As you breathe in, Okay, so I'm going to talk us through this first part, and then we'll just stand quietly for three or four minutes, and then I'll bring us back, okay? So your, your feet are about shoulder-width apart, and your feet are going straight ahead, and now you're going to flex your knees and your hips and your ankles just a little bit. And wiggle around so that you're, ba you're feeling balanced, okay? Now, breathing in, follow your breath. And breathe all the way down into your feet. Like down to the very tips of your toes. So you can really feel your feet and your toes. And if you feel like it, just wiggle your toes a little bit. And as you breathe out, following your breath all the way up, out of your nose and into the space all around you. As you breathe out, be aware of the space around you. That's your field. That's your energetic field. And when we're centered and really coherent, that field can extend out as much as five feet. Okay, so now as you breathe in, just very gently keep your knees, ankles, hips flexed. You may have to shift around a little bit to get your balance. As you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your tummy. And let your tummy expand. We're going to take some deep breaths. And as you breathe out, following your breath, Maybe tighten your tummy a little bit. Be aware of your balance, the air moving up. If 
your throat and out of your nose. Feel yourself very balanced, very centered. Now, as you breathe in, bring your awareness to your heart. Be aware of the rhythm of your heart, of the strength of that muscle. Even if it's not perfect, if you're listening, your, heart's, your heart is working. And now as you breathe out, Be aware of the field, of your field that can extend up to five feet all around you. Now for the next few minutes, let yourself rest with your heart. Be aware of your balance. Take gentle, deep breaths.
Now as you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your feet and be aware of your balance. As you breathe out, Be aware of the space all around you, the energy field that surrounds you, that's generated by your entire internal system. As you breathe in, Breathe down into your solar plexus. And again, be aware of how centered and balanced you feel. And as you breathe out, be aware of the space all around you. As you breathe in, be aware of your heart. And when you're ready, as you breathe out, gently open your eyes and straighten up. So that's the first, that's like the beginning stage of doing the horseback standing meditation or posture. And it's great for developing balance. It's great for strengthening certain muscles. And it's also great for learning to be more aware of your energy field. It's a Taoist uh, practice. Very good. Good work. Good, good work. Yes. Okay. Have a wonderful week. Take good care of yourself. And when that uh, discouragement pops up, just... Don't let it take hold. Just don't get on that train. Don't get on that track. Don't get on that road. We can choose. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care.